Welcome to episode 11 of season three of the Simplify and Multiply show. I'm so glad you're here today because guess what? I'm going to be interviewing Kelly Roach, best-selling author and CEO of Kelly Roach International. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. So Kelly and I started working together in 2017, and I hired her as a business coach to help me kind of get out of my own way. And what I loved about working with Kelly is she didn't put me into some, you know, pre-digested program or a course or something like that, which so many online marketers are doing. Now, there are a lot of great courses and programs that are very good and worth their investment. However, where I was in my business was not ripe for that. And I learned this lesson the hard way earlier uh, that same year when I spent, you know, close to $30,000 working with a coach that had a program that was not a good fit for what my business was trying to accomplish. And so it was a tough lesson to learn. So when I came to work with Kelly, I made it clear from the get-go that I didn't want to have that problem again. And she was like, Terry, I am totally with you. I'm here to support you in the way you need to be supported. And I've been working on and off with her since then. I'm actually looking forward to going to one of her events here uh, coming up soon. And what I found about Kelly is that she meets you where you're at. And the other thing that I really love about working with her is she has that business savvy and that objective viewpoint that really helps you get out of your own way. And that's so what I needed. And Kelly's written two great books that I recommend to any solopreneur regardless of where you are in your business. And I'll have links to those on the uh, show notes page in case you're interested. And uh, the one she just uh, put out last year is all about building a team, which I think is super important for solopreneurs. As much as we love the freedom and the control that we have as solos and business owners, because we're building a lifestyle business, it's so important to get the help you need. Otherwise, you really are not going to be able to scale your business. And this is one of the things that I love about what Kelly's doing and how she's growing her business. She's really there to help us as solopreneurs move forward and do what we need to do to actually achieve our goals. So you're going to really enjoy this interview. We're going to talk a lot about um, culture and the power of a business of you, which is what this season is all about. And we're going to take it to another level that involves technology and really how you can infuse more of what it is about your personality, your passion, what really makes you excited about your work and infusing that into your business so you become much more distinct and you can own that space in the market and be known for something. And she goes into quite a bit of detail explaining what that is. So let's go ahead and listen to my interview with Kelly Roach, CEO of Kelly Roach International. 
Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. So excited to be here. Thanks, Terry. So I wanted to kick things off, as I usually do when I interview a guest. If you wouldn't mind just telling a, our listener about what your background is, how you got started in your business, talk about your books, uh, the work you're doing now, and where you're going. Just that nice kind of like chunk of synopsis of what Kelly Roach International is all about. Sure. Absolutely. Well, we are all about helping service-based business owners and entrepreneurs to learn how to leverage the online medium to build, grow, and scale their dream businesses without compromising their quality of life. So my job as a coach is really to help simplify and also clarify the fastest, most efficient path to help entrepreneurs make money in their businesses so that they can actually experience all the things and all the reasons why they got started in the first place. So I started off my career in Fortune 500. I was doing outside sales, and then I built a very large team. I built a team of 100. I started with one and built a team of 100. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've brought over to the entrepreneurial world that has helped me to continue to grow and scale, but really stay focused on my genius zone to keep the fire burning in my business. And it's one of the things that I'm most passionate about teaching because, you know, online entrepreneurs are... Um, really likely victims of burnout. And, you know, a lot of people do experience um, extreme burnout, you know, that even manifests into, you know, health issues and that type of thing. And so I really want to help people overcome and avoid that. And you can by building a winning team. And so that's why I focused my last book on that. And that's why I'm so passionate about not just teaching the skills to build and grow online using social media, but then backing it up with a team so that you can have a life while you do it. Yeah, imagine that. And it's so funny because solopreneurs go into business, their primary reason, because I've been surveying them uh, ongoingly, is freedom. They want the freedom. They want the flexibility. They want the ability to make, you know, be the master of their domain, so to speak, and do those things. So it fits perfectly into what inspired you to orient your business the way you have. And this particular season, we're focusing on the power of a business of you. And I know Chris Ducker put out a book called uh, Youpreneur. He coined that term. And it's all about, obviously, empowering the individual who's starting their own business to bring out what's, what's making them unique, what makes them different in their branding and all that stuff. And I think it's really fascinating, the whole world of personal branding. I mean, even people in corporate jobs, CEOs are doing it, right? They, they can see the value in that. But I think the angle that I'm really striving for here in this particular season is what are, you can have a personal brand, but how does a solopreneur translate what, or even find, because we're so myopic, we can't really see ourselves objectively, find what it is that makes them unique, that whatever that thing is, infuse that into their business. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that in in most things, personally and professionally, it's coming back to what we already know and just getting in tune with ourselves. So I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we're running so hard and so fast that we can't even like feel the feelings anymore of like, 
what brings me joy, what brings me excitement, what makes oh, me, so you know, true. what makes me feel on fire and like totally into something versus something that just drains you and exhausts you and makes you like not want to do any more of it. And I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we're so busy that we just keep kind of running the same loop um, of kind of putting up with the things that frustrate us or overwhelm us or really drain our energy versus like kind of hitting the pause button and saying like, hey, let me figure out like what I am truly genius at, but also what really fills me up. Because when you know that and you really center your energy around that, you will unlock what is the differentiator in your business because the people that are most passionate that are on fire about what they're doing and really commit themselves to mastery in those areas do become the leader of that thing. But I think most people are just, they're, they're diffused. Their energy is diffused in so many different directions that there's no clear, there's no clear path that they're either driving towards or there's no clear focus on like, well, what is my thing? Because they're doing a million different things. So nothing is their thing. They're just kind of doing a lot of a lot and not really doing any of it masterfully, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It does. And you know, it's funny because even before I got on this session with you, I was thinking a lot about that, you know, because it's a a tricky topic because it's easy to just kind of put it in the bucket of personal branding when in fact it's, it's the whole person that is, you know, focused on putting time into their business and engaging with people. And I see a lot of solopreneurs online that are doing a half-assed job. Yes. You know, they don't respond to people. They uh, try to pitch too fast, too hard. Yeah. They're using the mechanisms of automation to bypass uh, creating that relationship and that personal touch. And I think that that's a big part of building a business of you because you're infusing more of yourself into the business. Yeah. And, you know, what's really interesting about everything that you just said, Terry, is you know, those people that are trying to bypass or that have all those barriers between them and their market or whatever the case, they're really beginning to struggle. And even those that we saw ride that wave initially that had so much success with that, you now see starting to struggle and starting to lose momentum because yeah, it worked when it was new to the consumer and the consumer wasn't really wise to it. Now the Mm -hmm. consumer is wise to it and they have higher standards and higher expectations and they want the personal touch and they want the two-way interaction and they want to feel the, the person behind the brand. And so those things have really lost a lot of their power. It doesn't mean that there isn't a place for them um, as you know, assets or additions, but it shouldn't be instead of. And I think that's kind of the the missing link that a lot of people get confused on. And you know, I I I'm glad you said that because last year about this time, you did a shift in your business that was noticeable, and it wasn't something you were shouting from the rooftops. I mean, I noticed the behavior change before you actually said this is now how we're running our business. And what I mean is your focus is so much on the relationship with the the individual. And you deal with a lot of people. There are a lot of people in your world, so to speak. Thousands and thousands. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're it's so obvious that you're putting extra energy toward having that much closer, more intimate connection with your people, even though we're still kind of 
burdened by the environments we're stuck in, the Facebooks of the world, the Instagrams of the world, and so on. And I love that you have stepped forward into that as a business commitment, as opposed to using it as a manipulation tool through your marketing. Like, oh, we'll give you all this attention and concierge and this, that, and the other. No, it's like, Mm -hmm. show up, be a model, do the performance, and then you can maybe say, well, this is what we're really committed to. And then all of a sudden people are like, you know, I have noticed that you've really been stepping it up. Yes. And so I I give you props for that. I mean, what really kind of made you pivot? Um, Just taking a scan of the landscape and really looking at where I believe that things are going in terms of building a sustainable business online. And I really believe that people still at the end of the day want to buy from people. And I think internet marketing started to get way too far away from human connection, Mm -hmm. way too far away from caring about the individual Um, I think there just got to be way too many barriers between the consumer and, um, you know, the the business that they were potentially consuming from. And so it was just kind of a proactive play at where I believe that all online marketing is going to ultimately need to go. And we're trying to be five years ahead of, you know, the curve with that. But the, the growth that we've seen because of that has been unbelievable. I mean, we, I told you, we just hired two more full-time people. We're recruiting recruiting for two more right now. Um, the growth has been amazing. And it's it's really, you know, and what I say to my team at the beginning of every team meeting that we have is our number one key differentiator in the market is caring. And, you know, we that. that's, that's at the center of our value system and at the center of how we make all decisions and at the center of how we go to market. And, you know, that might sound simple, but there's not a lot of competition in that space, unfortunately. So it's, no, worked out, it. it's worked out really, really well for us, right? <laughs> it's like, who could outcare us? Right, 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 right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. And, you know, what I love about the uh, the shift that you made and making that you've made it part of your organization. Mm-hmm. And when uh, so your your most recent book is bigger than you. And it's really about taking that step into building a team. And I know that for solopreneurs, that's a really scary thing uh, for a couple reasons. I won't get into too much of it now. But one, I know for me was like, I don't want the burden of taking care of somebody or managing somebody. I want things in my business to be super simple Mm -hmm. and, you know, just maybe have some virtual folks or subcontractors do tasks and just help with the workload. And what I loved about your Bigger Than You book is you really kind of turn that on its axis and you give people permission to actually grow something that's going to be much more successful and still have that freedom, flexibility, and not look at it as a burden. So when you have a the, you know a business of you, and it's based on you as the personality, you as everything you've created, the work you do, the solutions you bring, when you start bringing in a team and building people, whether they're full-time employees, part-time, like on some sort of payroll, or they are subcontractors that are on longer projects. So they're kind of like an employee. They're just financial structure is a little different. How do you infuse that or sustain that business of you that's carried by your personality and suspend that into the team? Yeah, that's such a good question. Well, I think that, and I, I do a lot of speaking on this, actually. You know, most people think that 
culture, company culture is something that you focus on when you have a big team and when you're running a large organization, but really defining what you want the culture of your organization to be from the second that you decide that you're going to have anything that goes beyond you, which I, I think to just take a step back before we take a step forward, Terry, I think that most solopreneurs look at the expense of hiring someone and they see what it will cost them. But what mm-hmm. they don't realize is they're already paying the price. They're paying the price in income that they're not generating because they're spending their time on things that they shouldn't be. They're paying the price in energetically just being exhausted by all the minuscule minutiae that has to be done to run a successful business every single day, but that the business owner just shouldn't be the person to do it. So, you know, if a new, if hiring a person is going to cost you $3,000 a month, you're probably losing $12,000 a month on that energy that's not being put in the right places. Right, or more. Right, yeah, exactly. So I think, think about it from that standpoint. Um, But to answer your question about suspending that energy into the organization, it's really, it's the value system that you teach, that you preach, that you walk, that you talk, that you live, that you breathe. You know, I, I know with full confidence that when I have a team of, you know, almost 10 people now going out and, sharing the message and communicating directly with the prospects in our market on our behalf that they are perpetuating the same principles that I believe in and the same things that our organization stands for. And that's because we make culture such a huge centerpiece of how we go to market and who we are. So I think that a lot of solopreneurs have the concern about passing that baton to someone else and the risk that that creates and you know, the gaps that will present themselves. And and absolutely, in the beginning, you know, you're going to have all sorts of um, frustrations, you know, going through the patience that it requires to train and onboard. But then the freedom that comes when you have a business that continues to run even when you're not is is completely life-changing. Yeah. And that's, that's the gap that needs to get closed for a lot of us that are on one side of that versus sure. the other. And they don't really, you know, then all of a sudden they don't feel like a solopreneur. They feel like an entrepreneur who's building an enterprise type of a a business as opposed to a lifestyle business. And I think that's where a lot of them uh, get a little stuck. And, you know, I know from time to time I have uh, my own frustrations with that myself because I can remember my, my brother and my dad were both in nuts and bolts businesses. They were distributors and very big companies and they sold to OEMs and one of the things that my brother told me, I think at one point he had, I, I don't know, he had, I i don't really remember how many employees he had, but I know my dad had, you know, close to a hundred at one point. And my brother said, if I had to do it all over again, he said, I would just do my professional services and not have any employees. <laughs> and it's funny because that kind of stuck in my head because I know he always was frustrated by staffing issues and getting, you know, people in place and having issues. And I think some people are are better at it than others. And he was such a great salesperson and ran that company so well. It was surprising to hear him say that. But (laughs) then again, it was probably, you know, at the point when he was getting ready to retire too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that a lot of people that get thrown into leadership roles, you know, whether it's through building their own business or get promoted into management or whatever, they've never really been properly taught or trained how to be a great leader and how to be a phenomenal manager. And because of that, they deal with a lot of frustration and angst and a lot of really time-consuming people management issues 
that come up when you don't know those things. And and it's really interesting that you brought that up, Terry, because that's actually why I wrote Bigger Than You. Because I realized that there was no one in the entrepreneurial space teaching entrepreneurs how to lead within their own companies. And so I kept seeing people like attempt it and just get so frustrated and get so, you know, overwhelmed and, and have all these misfires. And, and it wasn't the employee's fault and it wasn't their fault. It was like a lack of information. It was a lack of understanding. And so Mm -hmm. bigger than you is really focused on closing that gap so that instead of saying, I wish I hadn't, you know, you, you can, and you do, and, and you see the results and the outcomes from it. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. This season's theme is all about building a business based on your expertise and what makes you, well, you. Why? Because that's where the money is. But here's the thing, figuring out what makes you distinct from everyone else is hard because you don't see yourself the way people need to in order to buy from you. Life is perceptual, and if you're not communicating who you are and what you do in a way that your ideal client goes yes and hires you, you're leaving money on the table a lot. So if you'd like help figuring out how to make your brand, your you, stand out, I can help. Book a free brand session with me by visiting pappychat.com. I'll tell you what you're doing well, but more importantly, where you may be missing opportunities to convert your target audience into paying clients. You'll come away with insights that will give you greater confidence in your brand and marketing. Book your brand session with me at pappychat.com and make your brand a slam dunk with those you're meant to serve. Book yours now. That's P-A-P-P-Y-C-H-A-T dot com. Yeah. And and that's why I love the book so much, because it really does show how to do it. And for a lot of solopreneurs, you know, we've always, for the most part, I don't want to be too generalized about it, but a lot of us came from corporate or a job working in a company and we either got riffed out or we just quit for whatever reason and we find ourselves doing our own thing. And it's like, we don't have any of the skills to whether it's leading or hiring or any of that. And, you know, just like parenting, you know, there's no book on parenting other than, you know, (laughs) the basic stuff that's out there. I mean, people just kind of wing it as best they can. And it's really interesting to see how some people can really succeed and infuse their, I mean, for your business, it's like the people, like you've created a culture, you have attracted some really great people and they work walk in lockstep with your vision. And I think that's what really sets the tone for a good culture and permeates that uh, business of you brand throughout the organization. So whether I'm talking to Nicole or anyone on your team, I get the Kelly Roach experience and that comes from you. And I think that's why it's so successful because if you just kind of left it up to a consensus and everybody brought in their own opinions, not that their opinions don't matter because I know you run a very democratic team, but it's still something that you're holding a vision and you have an idea as far as what you want to do, how you want things to look in your business, and you're inspiring your team to actually do that. Absolutely. And, And, you know, anybody can do it. I think it starts with setting an intention to focus on doing it. Like that might Mm -hmm. sound simple, but most people don't even have that 
frame of mind, like, you know, or that thought process for themselves of like, how am I going to one day transition out of the producer role in my business? How am I going to, you know, get down to a four day work week or a three day work week or whatever the case without, you know, having to compromise income in order to do it. It takes planning and preparation and years Mm -hmm. of having foresight into well, where do I want to be five years from now? And then making decisions today that are going to put you on the path for that. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. A lot of people don't plan. They just kind of do knee jerk. You know, yes. I, I have clients that bring on uh, subcontractors or they may, may even take the step and actual hire, hire people to help them. And it's, it's in response to just becoming super busy as mm-hmm. opposed to it being a planned thing. And then when all of a sudden the work dries up, then they have to let that person go. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, obviously business is business and you're going to have ups and downs. It's just the nature of business. Yeah. But when you don't have a plan that can help kind of pave the way for that so you're less at risk of losing good talent, losing all that investment and onboarding and training and getting them familiar with their culture and just benefiting from what they bring to the table – it's so important to have that plan in place. And that's that's another thing that's really, really good in your book. And I feel like this <laughs> show is all about your book. It's awesome. But it's really important. It really is important for solopreneurs. So I just want to express that um, I'll have links to Kelly's book, both of her books, uh, in the show notes page, just FYI, listener. So I want to shift gears real quick and just ask you to talk about some of your clients, because Kelly, you deal with a lot of solopreneurs. I know I'm also a client of yours. And talk to me about some of how your clients have or how you've coached them around building a business of you. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think it it definitely starts with clarity around what you want to be known for in the market and what stake you want to put in the ground that you are going to be the absolute leader in. And I think that when you think about that, you need to not think from the standpoint of, well, how many other people are teaching this topic? How many other, you know, videos are this on or on this? Or, you know, I think so many times people shy away from putting a stake in the ground and claiming leadership in an area because of them being in contrast to other people. But it really doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, like your people will be attracted to you, but you have to have clarity of purpose and definiteness of purpose, uh, you know, in order to drive that vision forward. So I think that that's the first thing. Right. Um, and, and showing up consistently with content that really matters, that really makes a difference, that's really going to serve at a very high level. Right. So I would say being clear on your definite purpose, being consistent right, with your content, you know, making sure that you're really working hard to show up as that charismatic leader, you know, that person that really engages and magnetizes people and makes them excited to want to interact with your brand and even carry that forward into the people that you uh, are going to bring on to represent your team, you know. Um, And I think from there, you know, Terry, it's really making offers consistently over and over again that claim the position in the market that you want. And that I see lacking very, very much with online entrepreneurs. Like making your offer to your market is as much branding and positioning as it is selling and marketing. Can you give an example? 
like, for example, like we're known for the live launch method now. Like people mm-hmm. are literally, we have dozens of people coming to the Tribe of Unstoppables every single day now, putting in their comments, I want to learn the live launch method. Like it literally coming to us. And it's because we started teaching the live launch method in our launch lab over and over again. And that's how we convert people into um, our programs. And, you know, by that teaching that we do consistently, that conversion event that we do consistently, now we have a brand in the market like, oh, if you're stuck and you want to go from one to one to one to many and you want to scale your business up online, you want to learn a simple, easy way to do it on camera without all the, you know, 18 graphics and landing pages and all the funnels and all the technology and all of that, you know, go to Kelly, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like your, your offer is a huge piece of staking claim in the market for who you are and what this business is all about, right? I want my entrepreneurs to be able to put their family first, have financial freedom and the flexibility to enjoy being an entrepreneur. Well, they can't do that if they don't know how to do an effective conversion event and bring in multiples of people at once. And that's why I started teaching this because Mm -hmm. if people are stuck selling one-to-one, it will be very difficult to get to a place where they can scale up and then they themselves pull back. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Cause I wanted an example of what you mean by using your offer to, uh, further emphasize and develop and build your brand, which I think is really interesting because a lot of people really don't look at it that way. You know, they mm-hmm. think brand is all about imagery or logo or naming or, you know, that kind of stuff and being known for something. Now, speaking of being known for something, how does one really develop that? Because sometimes you can get a little lost in trying to solve a problem that maybe you're good at or that you see a need in the marketplace and creating your business around that, but yet it doesn't really dial into your passion or the way you have to go about doing it is not really something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I go back to always like remembering what you already know. So like when you, when you delegate and get things off your plate and when you really can feel the feels of what inspires you and what fills up your cup and what you feel like you're really doing in your business that's from a place of like your natural intuition and genius zone, like Mm -hmm. align with that. I think what you're describing, Terry, is someone that's like their genius zone is here, but they're like making a decision that's like three or four layers out because they think they're supposed to or they think that's what they're supposed to do or they, you know, have seen others doing it or whatever the case. I think you have to really find that thing that most closely aligns with like who you already are. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I, and I, this is a lot of coaching I give my clients, the more specific, not necessarily in the sense of niching, although niche is important, but the more specific you can be about what that is, the the more intimate it becomes to your prospects and clients. Yes, exactly. And and you find a lot of people are be like, oh my God, it's like you're in my head or, oh my Mm -hmm. God, that's exactly what I need. I can't believe I've, I've come across you. You really are just the perfect person I need to work with. Yeah. And that's what I find a lot of a lot of solopreneurs really struggle with fine tuning that and putting it into messaging, which is why I work with them, you know, to help them with that messaging and to make sure that what they're conveying is something that really will connect to that prospect, that ideal prospect. And it's tricky because a lot of people already have in their mind, you know, if you've got a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? So 
they're looking at like, let's say, for example, they know their website's dated. So they go and look for a web designer when in fact, they may need something completely different. But to them, they're trying to solve a problem because they've got that hammer. And so when when you're kind of locked into that, you know, like for many years in my business, that was like my gateway drug, people would come to me for website design, and I'd end up doing a whole strategy for them. And you know, working on messaging and copy and, and, you know, sales, (laughs) you know, just kind of like a full spectrum. So where have you seen that in your clients where they've had struggles with that? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, and this is with marketing, branding, making your offer, you know, staking your claim in the market. I think the biggest thing that I see is that because entrepreneurs get bored they keep changing focus all the time yes. and doing a hundred different things. Mm-hmm. And so their market can't even follow what they're doing and they oh don't become God, known so for anything because they're doing so much. I mean, for us, like we didn't really start to scale at the level, like millions of dollars at a time, like scaling, like re- for real scaling until we started offering and, and repeatedly offering the same thing over and over and over again so that, like I was talking about earlier, that that we were branding ourselves in the market for that thing. With the and, offer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, even looking back a couple of years, every launch that we did was for something different, right? And when your energy is diluted, you can't master. And so I think it's really thinking about it from that standpoint. Yeah. And that's that's a very common complaint among solopreneurs is the dilution and the distraction, especially when they've got their hands in everything. And when you're having to do like so many different things and turn so many different turntables and run the DJ stand, a lot of things get done half-assed. You know, they're just not up to par. And that actually, in my opinion, detracts from that business of you experience that you're trying to create and build because people notice that and they're holding you up against other similar types of providers. And they're like, well, I, you know, I didn't get a response or this, this seems kind of, you know, clunky. I'm not really comfortable with this. And then they're gone and that's it. And you can't get them back. Exactly. Exactly. So what are some of the things that you're really excited about, not only that you're doing in your business, but what you see your clients doing as they're evolving and growing their business based on your leadership? Yeah. I mean, I'm most excited about seeing my clients um, fill and grow really quickly with the live launch method. I mean, that's definitely the thing that I'm most excited about because, you know, well, people that'll join the program and within a month, they, you know, four or five, six X, you know, their investment for the whole year, which is awesome. So, I mean, that's, that's really exciting seeing what people are able to do in the Unstoppable program. But I think most importantly, you know, it's fulfilling to see people really lock in on a purposeful plan for growth in their business Mm. in which they're seeing themselves move forward systematically towards their end goals. And I think as entrepreneurs, you know, a a lot of people spend their entire time as an entrepreneur kind of being like that ping pong ball, you know, that's being pushed back and forth. So, you know, I'm happy to see that. I'm really excited about what we're doing with the foundation and giving back. That's a huge focus for me 
at this point. So I'm really excited about making donations and, and, you know, building our first well, partnering with Charity Water. I'm excited about exploring the new technology. Um, we're testing out a text message only launch coming up in a couple of weeks. So, you know, I'm excited about kind of seeing where all of this goes with online marketing. I, I think that for those of us that have really always worked hard and earned every ounce of success that we've had in the online world that maybe didn't come in riding the wave of things being brand new. I think a lot of the changes that are coming up are going to be a lot easier for us to navigate and provide a lot of opportunity. Of those things that are coming up, going back to what we talked about when we were first uh, on the on the show about the infusion of the business of you into creating that more intimate relationship, you know, the really like you guys are all about caring and making that the center point of your vision and how you care for your your clients. Are there, I mean, obviously there are barriers to that level of intimacy. Uh, we can't physically sit in front of everyone that we serve. We use as much of the technology as possible to close that gap. But at the end of the day, we're still dealing in a digital medium, do you see anything on the horizon that can really help us close that tech gap? You know, I don't know, because I think that they tried to with the chat bots, and I just don't think that that's been successful. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that that's created the level of, you know, um, dialogue or intimacy that people want or expect. Um, you know, I think that it is difficult to scale intimacy, um, mm. unless you build a winning team. If you build a winning team, you can scale intimacy. And so I think for us, that's the biggest advantage that we have in the market right now is that like we're taking a concept that most businesses completely shy away from because of the time intensity and we're leading with it. And we just so happen to be able to do that because of the infrastructure that we've built. So for me, I'm not concentrating as much on getting around it as I am. How can we engineer our infrastructure to be in support of it? Because I think it gives anyone who does that a huge competitive advantage in the market. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, because, you know, obviously everybody's screaming and dancing up and down on the video soapbox. And we're limited, obviously, with Facebook Live, and sometimes the technology doesn't work. And then we've got Zoom and all these other things, and I'm sure there'll be a new one tomorrow. Yes, there always <laughs> that is. basically provides, uh, you know, something new mm -hmm. that that might be incrementally better. But at the end of the day, I mean, the video is really helpful. I mean, can you imagine trying to have engagement like we have today, ten years ago? It just oh, wasn't yeah. there. No. And mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, we have more and more growing technology that's going to help us do that. So. But I think some of the principles that you shared earlier in this episode are really important for people to think about, you know, from the standpoint of what is your vision, having that strategy, you know, making sure that you're infusing your culture throughout the people you're working with, even if they're subcontractors, you know, letting them know this is how we approach, this is how we talk to our people, this is how we prospect and, and invite people into our world. And I think that that is a much more broader way to uh, paint a picture of a business of you. So yep. Kelly, that's been super helpful. Thank you so much uh, for being here on the show today. I really appreciate it. Uh, again, listener, I'm going to have lots of great links for you to check out not only Kelly's live launch, but her wonderful books and give her podcast uh, 
Unstoppable Success Radio. Listen, it's wonderful. She's been doing this. How many years have you been doing that podcast? Four uh, years since now? 2015. Since 2015 oh my gosh, yeah. that's awesome. Good for you. That's quite an accomplishment because I Thank know you. running my show, I'm like, whew, there's a lot of work that goes into putting these yes. shows together. So I'm so glad you were a guest today, Kelly, and it's a pleasure working with you. And I will see you at your next event. Yes. Thank you for having me. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.